All right, good afternoon, everyone. Welcome back. This is Cafecito con Conciencia. Uh, here we have David, Leo, and Susie. My name is Susie. Uh, and our today's topic, our focus, uh, or like our guiding question for our plática today is going to be how do we identify? Um, what was our journey to this self-identification? And then how does our identity play in the role of like the social injustices that are happening today um, around the, our communities? Um, so again, um, so for myself, um, I grew up mostly, you know, being labeled as uh, or embracing like me just being Mexican. I, I actually I was raised in Mexico until I was um, until I was like maybe eight or nine years old when my family moved to the U.S. Um, for you know for better opportunities or work. Right, my parents wanted to give us a better life. So again, just kind of being in school, just I, I was a Mexican, Mexican, Mexican. That's the word that I use, right? Not really Mexican American, uh, just more like Mexican. Um, that's that's that was my identity. Um, but like the again, it was just kind of like I didn't hear the word Latino, Latina until I was like maybe in high school when I started hearing more people use that word. Um, and then it wasn't until college when I heard people use like Hispanic. Now I'm just kind of like confused. So now there's Latino, Latina, Hispanic, all to represent one, like a group a, a group of people, you know? So, um, but little did I know that there was another word, right? There was another word, a, a different identity. Um, and this identity when it was when I started, I started learning about it when I was my freshman year at Northridge. Um, and I took several ethnic studies classes and one of those ethnic classes was like, uh, Chicano, Chicano studies, right? Um, or Chicano studies, that's how it started off. And just, I really connected to just those courses and to those classes. And it was, I don't know if um, for my folks that have been at Northridge, but you had Profe Garcia, right? Profe Garcia is like a, such a history, like historian, right? So he would talk about, you know, the Chicano movement. He would talk about like, you know, at some point I didn't even know like this is how naive I was where I didn't even know Mexicans existed like for a long time, you know, that was just like me not knowing the history. So um, the more I learned about like what it meant to be a Chicano, what it meant to be a Chicana um, and just like the struggles of people, you know, from Mexican American and just different struggles from different uh, Latin American countries. Um, I really did felt like I connected more to the word Chicano than Latina or than uh, than Hispanic. So, uh, you know, that's why now I identify and I'm proud to say that I'm a Chicana uh, because of like the meaning of what it, of what it stands for, right? Um, I know that it depends on who you ask, you know, different people have different definitions of what it means to be a Chicana. How you spell it is another different conversations, right? Because people will spell it with a CH, uh, other people will spell it with the X. Um, and that's like, again, completely fine. There's no right or wrong. Uh, but I definitely started to embrace more the Chicana in me because um, my two older sisters, again, they were they were older than me and they were in college as well. And they were also they were like they identified as Chicana. So they kind of also kind of influenced me and shared with me about like what it meant to be a Chicana. Right. So if I was passionate, wanted to do something about the injustices that were happening in my community, you know, I, a lot of people then identify as Chicana or Chicano. Right. So um, for me, I think. It was a process, but I it definitely just like wanted to do something about the injustices that happened in my community got led me to more like to identify as a Chicana. Um, and that's how I identify right now. Um, thank you for sharing. Um, again, I, I think, you know, that this 
focused on identity it's it's powerful right because like like you mentioned that there's there's a lot of people who who don't consider themselves chicana chicano or chicanex right and and there's a lot of people who don't consider themselves latino latina or part or latinx right so it's like identity is is a really important piece that we need to embrace and and that we need to just start recognizing right as individuals for me you know growing up is growing up in a mexican household it was always latino latina right like everywhere we go like it was latino latina right um if my parents were filling out paperwork it was latino latina sometimes hispanic right so it was always those two things um and and i never paid attention to it i never questioned it i never really thought about it like oh, okay cool like i'm just, and, and and i was just i was just latino that's it where i was hispanic um but i i think for me it was it was just a, an interesting process because uh, again um my journey through through higher ed i think it was more of like i'm gonna find find out who i am rather than i'm gonna focus on on something right so when when i first went to to Santa Monica College, right? I, I took a Mexican-American history course with Profe Raul Ruiz. And that's where the whole term Chicano just just popped up for me. That was the first time that the term Chicano, right, popped up. And, and I started learning about the Chicano movement. I started learning about uh, the struggles of raza being incorporated, you know, into the education system, right? And, and just being recognized. Um, So I was like, maybe, maybe I'm not Hispanic. Maybe I'm not Latino. Maybe, maybe I'm Chicano, right? Maybe that's who I am. And I was just like, cool, like, let me find out more. So I, you know, I did more digging, more digging, more digging. And I started liking the history. I started, you know, uh, from not, not just as a Chicano movement back in the sixties, right. And learning more about what was going on and what happened and, and how the, how we went from stroke, from that struggle, right. To, to actually fighting and to some extent, getting gaining some liberation right um and i was like man you know what I, I, i'm a chicano right because you know a chicano is at least to me it was somebody who's who's mexican-american right and and like um yeah now to, to me someone you know in the, in the words of of ruben salazar you know a Mex is a chicano is a mexican-american who doesn't consider himself American or, or doesn't have at least one one thought ounce or whatever you want to call it of, of, of being American, right? So I was like, man, like I'm a Chicano, right? Because I'm not a Mexican American, right? And and I'm not American. You know, I, I don't fit that criteria, you know. As as y'all can see, you know, I'm not white, right? I don't have white privilege, right? I don't have none of that. But then at the same time, as a Chicano I'm out in the street advocating, right, for, for myself. I'm advocating for my people, right, uh, and I'm organizing, right. So that's why Chicano just stood for me, right. And, and at that time, I was using Chicano with a CH, right. And I know, Susie, you went into the whole how do you spell it and, and all that stuff. And it's interesting, right, because at the beginning, I was like, I'm going to use Chicano with a CH, right. And, and then at some point, somewhere along the way, you know, I, you know as, as I kept going on through higher ed, Um, I started learning more about my indigenous history, right? And I was like, man, this there, there's more to this whole thing of, of being Chicano, right? Uh, so Chicano with the next before, right? 
is is someone who you know who denounces to me someone who denounces any European ancestry, right? Chicano, uh, and, and I just came across this this cool video on Instagram the other the other day. Is you know Chicano uh, is is children of the earth, right? So I'm just like, man, like I'm more in tune with. I want to get more in tune with my indigenous history than with anything else, right? With the ancestors. So I, I don't know. To me, it's just interesting, right? Um, so that that's why I started using, you know, and I started considering myself Chicano, right? From from advocating to to seeing myself as Mexican American, to you know, just saying, hey, you know what? Maybe it, it's time for me to start accepting, you know, and acknowledging that I have indigenous roots, right? And 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 that that's who I am. That's my past. It's part of my past. It's part of, and it's, it's little by little, it's starting to be part of my present. So you know, taking more more pride in that. So, but yeah, I could definitely see the identification in itself. I myself i'm a very it's an interesting topic around when i think about identity because since my parents are my mom's from salvador and my dad's from mexico so it kind of gives a different i kind of get this kind of stuck in the middle where i'm like going through at, at college at, at northridge i started learning i took both courses of chicano courses and central american courses so then i kind of started thinking which one do i identify more with because growing up I would always, I was always, I would always see on paper it was Hispanic or Latino, always. So I, that's what I was like. Okay, so I guess I'm Hispanic or I'm either Latino. But then I started realizing that Latino was more of the term that I, that was more like inclusive towards for everyone in the Americas. So then I started going as as Latino. But then when I was in Northridge, I started thinking critically about everything that I was, I was saying and identifying as which maybe leans towards a portion of it being more Chicano at a certain point, and then also trying to be more Central American at one point. So even to like this day, I still don't even know the identity that I, if someone asked me, oh, how do you identify? Or where would you say you're from? So I kind of feel like I'm stuck like in the middle of where I, I can identify and who can I lean clo- closer to. Mm-hmm. And you brought up a good point, Leo, I think. And David, you both shared like, um, I think the, our identity is like very like fluid, right? Like it changes based on our experiences to me and right? So I'm not gonna lie, like the reason I also kind of feel more comfortable identifying as a Chicana was because I have two older sisters that also went to college uh, and they were involved in the same organizations as I was. And they're, you know, they were like, we're Chicanas, we're Chicanas. And I was still in high school and I would hear them use the word Chicana and I was like, like, what's that? You know, like, you're Mexican-American. Like, I, my mom says you're Mexican. Like, I don't know. Like, we were saying Chicana to my parents. My parents are like, ¿Qué es eso? Chicharron. Like, chicharron. You know, it's just like, sounds like chicharron. So it's just like, again, it's just really, it really is about, like, and it's hard to even explain to my parents what it means, you know? Like, what does it mean to be a Chicana or Chicano? Um, and, but I, again, I just, I definitely agree with you, Lola. Just like, I think, depending on where we're at and like our, you know, I think our identity is also like our identity is intersectional, right? Like uh, I'm a queer Chicana. And so it's just like that goes hand in hand. Right. So, um, but it definitely, it's a topic that can be very messy and complex. And I think where it gets messy is when we start, um, when we like label others, you know, we think we know other people's identity. That's where it 
it can be messy. I don't know if y'all ever, you know, experienced that or witnessed that, you know, where you just kind of like, you know, you kind of, you put in a box, right? And and we Definitely. make, and again, you know, we just assume someone's identity just by how they look, right? Definitely, definitely. And, and, and y'all, you know, just hearing y'all, you know, and hearing the three of us, it's like, again, you, y'all make me think of, of, of la frase de la India Maria, you know, where it's like, no soy ni de aquí ni de allá, right? Because it's like, at least for me, you know, as, as a Chicano, it's like, right here, I'm a Chicano, right? Um, and, and, and if I was to go to Mexico, I'm not Mexican. Like, they'll call me pocho, right? Because... I'm, I'm somebody who's who was born in the U.S., right? So I'm a pocho, and my Spanish is probably not the best, right? To to folks from over there, right? So it's like you're you're in this between in between, right? No soy ni de aquí ni de allá, right? No soy mexicano, you know. They consider me pocho, and then over here it's like they I'm not American, quote unquote, right? So it's like, and then to, to, to fact of that matter is like you know we're at least me me is like we're indigenous, right? We're native to these lands, right? Uh, and even if you don't want to put it in a, in a context of, of indigenousness, then let's put it in a context of, of you know, probably uh, just the fact that California, Arizona, and a lot of other states, you know, were part of Mexico at some point, right? So it's, it, again, I, I think, Susie, you bring up a good point where it's like, this is more, it's more complex, right? It, there, there's a lot to it. There's a lot of layers to it. And it's like, how do we get through each layer and how do we make sure that we're acknowledging people's identity correctly, right? And not just assuming that because uh, someone is of, of lighter skin or, or of darker skin, they're from a certain uh, ethnicity, right? So I think that's, that, that's the tricky part, right? Um, so to, to, to your question, Susie, about, you know, uh, ever coming across folks, you know, just identifying somebody else, right, as, as someone that, that they're not, um, I think a, a good um, a good encounter that I had, you know, is, is folks labeling, you know, Andres Guardado as, as a Chicano, right? And, and for those those of you who don't know, Andres Guardado, uh, you know, has been the latest, one of the latest victims of, of the sheriff's department, right, who was murdered um, during his job late at night. And, and these murderers, right, uh, they just released it on him. So they took they take a young man's life. Um, but, you know, to, to that, it's like there was, of course, there's an outrage, right? We, we see many of our folks uh, being murdered, you know, on a, on, a, on a, we see a lot of our folks being murdered in, in so many instances, right? Um, but what stood out to me, aside from that, is, you know, when, when people started to label Andres as, as a Chicano without knowing that he's actually Central American, that he's actually from El Salvador. Right. And, and I think that's an important piece because um, like you mentioned earlier, too, where it's like Chicanismo is is male dominant. Right. Where you see a lot of that machismo come out. Right. And, and and a lot of folks. Right. A lot of Chicano men who are organizers will get defensive when you start to call these types of things in. Right. They'll start saying, hey, well, why? why what's wrong with you or or. Are you against the movement or are you against this or why are you fighting, you know, uh, for, for 
why are you putting a front, right? But it's like, it's not about putting a front. It's about actually calling things for what they are, right? Um, and and I don't know, to me, it's just, it, it kind of just goes to the whole hijacking thing, right? So it's like, I think it's important, again, to respect people's identity, right? And, and Andres Guardado, a uh, young man, you know, from El Salvador, right? And and for any other Chicano who's who might be listening, Chicano, Chicana, Chicanex, right? Uh, I think that's something to reflect on, right? Like you can't just put on your label into someone else, right? Just because you consider yourself as a Chicano or 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 not, then you know that those are things that you need to take into account. So I think that's really important. Um and and just be really mindful about it. So yeah, I think you bring up a good point about just being reflective, right? I think, I don't know, I think sometimes we get caught up with like being politically correct, you know, like this is a term that we use now or like uh, without, and just again, without people knowing you kind of just like, you, like how do we correct someone's identity? Like you can't, you know, you have to allow people to be who they are, um, especially with everything that's going right on right now, you know, like there's, um, um, it's just kind of like, how do we, you know, you brought up on this guardado when I think another situation that happened with that, you know, there was just like, I noticed there was several like comments on his post, you know, about just like, um, like his family's post about like him, you know, just coming out and supporting. And I saw a lot of people commenting, you know, about like, oh, where's Black Lives Matter now, you know, or where are all these people who are protesting the streets? And I think that just goes back to your question, or like to what you just mentioned, right? How do we, how do we like hold ourselves accountable and be reflective without hijacking, without putting a label, without putting, you know, saying like, hey, without like trying to prioritize people's struggles, you know, I think that's a, like, that's like a really uh, insensitive to do, you know, but I think, um, so I guess that's my question to y'all. Like, what do y'all think? Like, what do you, how do you feel like, um, like our identity or like knowing who we are can contribute or play a role in what's happening today, right? Whether it's Black Lives Matter or just like the stuff that's happening with the ICE detention centers, you know, how do we feel like that has a connection? I think that's a good question, right? I think um, earlier we were talking about, you know, just representation, right? But how, how do we represent without taking up space, right? Taking up space, you know, where in spaces that at that moment, at that point in time, um, it it's not really about us, right? And, and I think, you know, a lot of people, a lot, a lot of, and again, you know, Latino, Hispanic, Chicanos, Chicanas, uh, Chicanx, Latinx, um, I saw a lot of people talk about it too, you know, where, oh, well, where's BLM? Where, why aren't they showing up? Uh, why aren't they protesting? And, and and even some of that, you know, racism from our own people, right? Where it's like, they're not showing up. Why should we show up, right? But truth of the matter is, the African-American community has been showing up for us for a pretty long time, right? And I think it's it's some new folks. It's it's people that are being exposed, you know, through the to the to the movement through like, you know, other social media pages that it's like, well, they're right. Why why aren't they showing up? But it's like they've been showing up. There's been the African American community has been marching down with us. You know, they've been marching and advocating along our side, right? 
Um, and I think that's what a lot of people don't sit back and reflect. And and just just as how they've been doing that, I've seen a lot of people do, you know, the same thing and replicate that love, you know, that respect and that unity, right? Where, you know, our people are showing up to the BLM uh, marches and protests, right? And and I think that's that's the piece that people need to really focus on, right? Focusing on on showing up without the intention of like, okay, if I show up for you, then you got to show up for me, right? It's like, just show up, man. Show up, protest, organize, right? Show unity, show love, and then more than anything, show respect, right? And 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 when once you do that, I think I think if you follow that, then then you're gonna see a way way greater movement, right? Um, there's been you know you there's been a couple of protests here in Compton, Tambien, and it's just like people keep showing up, people keep organizing, and yes. Our ethnicity is, is important and, 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 you know, that's why we're talking about it today, right? But I think once you respect each, each other, once we respect one another's, you know, identity, then we can show up without a problem, right? And, and we're seeing it right now. And I think, I hope that a lot of more people just take off that, that lens of like, you know, I'm going to do it because it's, it benefits me, right? And they just put on the hat and say, hey, I'm going to do it because it's important for the community. And if we build unity, then we can we can change shit. We can run shit, right? So. I definitely agree with um, becoming even just even just an ally with for them, because it's not like oh I I give you something and you give me I expect something in return. It's more like uh, I need to show support because uh, I feel for I feel for what's happening, not just saying oh I'm gonna make it about me after. I was like whoa where were you when that happened? It's like there's different situations that happen for everyone, but it's just showing the the support, which is a very important part that it's going to pay off in the end, saying showing that because a lot of they've so like I've seen like a TV on on the news or anything on social media and all like that, that they've tried to like flip the whole thing of saying that, oh, it's if, if there's like this mass destruction and all this stuff saying, oh, it's the, it's the movement, it's the movement, it's the BLM movement saying that they're like, no, they're. It's not that. It's like some people even try to take take that into a different perspective and say to prioritize themselves. So there's all these others that would put their quote before lives lives matter. So there's all these uh, blue lives matter, all lives matter, and even there's been a label of brown lives matters. So it's it's more like trying to prioritize yourself over, and you don't understand the actual movement. That's what's why it's being done. So. I definitely just see this becoming an ally, supporting, learning what's the situation, the situation that's happening and just supporting them. Yeah. And I think, um, so I think someone, uh, I forgot who says this, but like, I know I hear this a lot, just like, um, hurt people, hurt people. Right. So I think, um, I don't know. I feel like when, when folks like don't do like that necessary, like, reflection of who they are like where like where we come from you know like our past like really reflect on like our experiences you know sometimes we're hurting and we don't acknowledge that hurt yeah this is without like without knowing we can hurt someone else right so the reason i bring this up was because like uh, again like i mentioned i'm a i'm a high school i'm a middle school teacher and uh, i went to this conference and this conference was about um this conference was about um 
How do we support as educators? How do we support our Black and African-American students, you know, in our schools? Because we're talking about the school to prison pipeline and just about how there's a, like disproportionately um, our Black and Brown students, specifically our Black students are targeted or expelled the most, like our male students, you know, in particular. Um, so like, you know, this is the theme of the conference. And like you said, Leo, like you, I went in as an ally, right? I'm a, I'm a Chicana queer teacher uh, teaching math. And I have a lot of, I have a lot of black students, um, African-American students that are struggling. So I'm just going to should be an ally and like, again, learn, right? How am I gonna make sure that I'm making, um, I'm like meeting the needs of these, of my scholars, you know? And, um, and then there was a part of the, halfway through the conference there's a mujer that stands up you know she gets up and like you know there's it's it's like a q a happening and then you know she she raises her hand and then you know her voice is shaking and then she starts uh she starts with like you know hi you know and she says like i'm i'm hispanic and you can just hear you know her voice is shaking and then you just know like i think everyone right all of us when we're nervous, when like, you know, our voice shakes and like, or even like, I don't know, you can just feel like there's stuff that um, there's, I think she was hurting at some point, you know, cause her, you know, a lot, sometimes I mean, when we're struggling with something, you know, we have something stuck in our throat, right? <clears throat> and it's like, <clears throat> we wanna like swallow our emotions and our feelings, right? So I can, I don't know, I just really, I, I was like, oh snap, you know, she's, you know, you know, when you feel like someone's gonna get emotional, you know, they get emotional, right? So. So she starts saying, you know, I, I'm listening to what she has to say. And again, she said like, oh, hi, like um, my name is so-and-so. I'm a Hispanic, I'm a teacher at this school. And she just kind of goes off and saying like, I'm kind of upset that um, that this conference is happening because I don't see anything happening for my Hispanic students, you know? And at that point I'm like, oh my God, you know, I'm kind of like, oh, tragame tierra, you know, like don't like, why is she saying this at this conference? Like it's a conference for our black and, and African-American students, you know? And like what you said, being an ally, that to me did not sound being like an ally. You know, it was like what you all, both are saying, like, see me, see me, you know? Um, and again, I think she was hurting about something. It was just, David, I think you said it, it was just, it wasn't the right space for that comment, you know? And so like, I, you know, she, she continued talking about like how, uh, Hispanics uh, face actually experience 10 times worse than the African-American community. Like they have more struggle, she was saying. And again, I'm just like, oh, she just needs to stop talking, you know? Um, so like the facilitator, she doesn't even really entertain like the conversation. She kind of just like, okay, we need to pause and then dismisses us to go to lunch, you know? And um, so there I go, you know, I'm a very like, like, I'm like, you know, I'm, my blood is boiling, you know, cause I'm just like, how dare you? You know, so I follow her and I'm like, you know, I'm like, okay, I need to talk to her. Just gotta see like, hey, like I hear you, you know, cause again, I'm, I'm recognizing that she's hurting about something, right? And I think that just that pain just came off across a whole different level, you know? And, and I asked her, you know, like, hey, like, you know, I appreciate your comment. Um, I'm just like, just, I don't know if you know, but like the people organizing these conferences are teachers, you know? So on top of what they have to do every day in terms of teaching, they still, you know, utilize their time to create these spaces. So you're asking about why these spaces don't exist. It's like there's teachers at this school who created these spaces, right? For, to talk about these issues that they felt it was important. 
So then I, you know, she's like, well, I didn't know that, you know, I'm just saying that she was just, again, she was just saying like, you know, just know that there's not enough support happening for our Hispanic students. And, uh, and again, I'm just hearing the word Hispanic, Hispanic, you know, so I'm just like, you know, curious. And I, you know, ask her like, did, hey, like, did you ever take like any like ethnic studies courses in college? And she's like, no. Uh, did you ever take like any, you know, communication course? You know, because I'm just like, hey, you know, she went to college, has a degree. She's like, no, I don't. I never took any of those courses. Uh, and I'm like, okay, okay. So, you know, because I think the three of us shared that going in higher ed, we all experienced, you know, through these ethnic studies courses, they helped us with our identity, right? So at the end, I asked her like, um, like, oh, so like, what are you doing for your Latino, Latina students? You know, what spaces are y'all creating in your school? And then she said like, oh, I'm not doing any because um, I'm busy with school. So uh, I think David, you said like hijacking, right? Like hijacking a space, you know? And I think that was like, I just, it just kind of, it got me mad porque like, it was just kind of like, how are we gonna ask uh, these other folks to come in and fix like situations that we have, we need to do, you know, that we need to take initiative of doing. But, um, but coming back to like, again, our identity and like, how do we identify ourselves? I just know that, um, again, I felt like she was hurting about something and I don't think, uh, I don't think she was ever like, um, processed her feelings or her identity and how like her identity as like being as a Hispanic as she considered herself or as a Latina, how do we become allies to a movement, right? To like our African-American students. So I think that's a very good question that you brought up. Like, how are we allies instead of just like make it up ourselves? Definitely, definitely. Um, I think, you know, maybe, maybe uh, at least in this case, you know, maybe that other educator didn't have a bad intention, right? I'm just hoping she didn't, right? But it, it's important. I, I think it's just important for people to know, right? where they're at, right? The purpose of that space, right? And and that more than anything, that they're there to listen, right? Not to pick up the mic and say, hey, le- let me talk to you about other issues, right? But just be present and, and be ready to actively listen, right? And that's not, you know, for, for folks who are listening, that's not to say that, we don't care what's going on with our Latino Hispanic community. No, that, that's not the case, right? Because we're aware of it. We know the situation that's going on. We know all the all the negative effects, you know, from, from all these systems, you know, the, the shit that's going on in, in ICE detention centers, right? But it's like, you can't just walk into a space and say, hey, I know you're going through some situations, but... This is what this is what I need, right? And, and and to add on to that, it's important for people to start educating themselves and be aware of other movements that are going on. Yes, BLM is happening right now because there's a need for it, right? There's a high death rate, murder rate, right, of black folks, right? And murder by law enforcement. Right. And that's that's the attention. Right. It's, it's a critical piece that needs to be addressed. Right. How do we stop that? Right. How, how do we how do we make sure that the African community is safe? 
right? And that they don't have to worry about the next time they step out in the neighborhood, right? And again, with that in mind, I also got to be aware of like, oh shit, like there's stuff going on in my Latino community, right? How do I advocate for them at the same time at a separate time, right? How do I organize, right, at a separate meeting? How do I collaborate with folks, you know, at a different time? How do I speak up on it, right? How do I bring attention to it, Dress. So I think those are two things that people need to need to be aware of, right? And it's just like it. I mean, it just needs to be addressed. It, it needs to be addressed. Um, I think also another piece to it is, you know, different movements, different organizations are definitely going to jump in, right? They're going to take leadership, right? And and you know, I think it's cool that we have so many orgs putting in work and doing all this amazing effort, you know, leading marches and protests, right, and advocating. Um, it, but sometimes they clash, you know, they clash with one another, um, and my piece, right? What I would like for things to happen is put your put your put your egos aside, put your differences aside, and look at the common goal, right? That we all want liberation, right? We all want to be free, we all want to be safe, right? We all want to have upward mobility, right? Nobody wants to be struggling to pay for rent, to pay for you know basic needs. Nobody wants to struggle, right? We all want something, you know, a common life, right? We all want to live. We all want to breathe, right? But it's like politics, it just makes it dirty, right? And and I think, you know, if we if we separate the ego, then we have a higher chance of telling you, we have a higher chance of taking things, you know, taking power and, and start building community and start, you know, restructuring things, demolishing systems that don't work for us, establishing something new that actually represents us and works for the working people. So, uh, but that's, that's, that's just my take. I don't know. I don't know. And going back to our topic about identity, right? And self identification as either a Chicana, Chicano, Chicanex, um, Latino, Latina, Hispanic, um, I think a, a little bit to that too is like involves like loving ourselves, you know, loving who we are and like um, loving or being okay and comfortable with like, if we still haven't embraced and I, like that we're, it's a process, right? And being patient with ourselves. And I think um, that plays a role with like how we see other people, right? Cause if, if, um, if we're not comfortable with ourselves, you know, um, then we're going to be uncomfortable when we see other people proud about who they are, right? And I think, uh, so definitely, you know, um, just like self-love, you know, I think when you love yourself, I think you're gonna see other people, you know, I think, yeah, when you love yourself, like I think it's like, it gives you the opportunity to see other struggles and like other people's pain and like, and become that ally instead of just trying to compete, you know, um, for whatever reason, but. Oh, definitely. Oh, no, I'm just gonna say, like, indefinitely, you know, self love. Um, definitely during a time right now, during this whole COVID thing, that we have people are stuck at home, or you know, those who have to go to work, they have to go out because there's no other way that they can work from home. So it's one of those where it's like you have to try to, in your in a mental state, try to be calm with yourself, understand your situation, 
and then proceed because if you just proceed and, and not have a like a structure like a schedule let's say then you'll start to see yourself go kind of insane or kind of just as desperate and you'll just kind of like lose yourself so i think that sometimes taking a time for yourself you know if you can some taking that day off for yourself taking us taking yourself I don't know, for a walk or something can come a long way because we're definitely seeing yourself um, having to worry, you know, about not uh, protecting yourself from being not from not getting sick, also, and still trying to make ends meet when it comes to bills or anything like that related. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. How how do you love how do you love yourself, right? How do you love your identity in the time of COVID? How do you do that? How are you like? All right, cool. I'm I'm comfortable with my skin. I'm comfortable with with my persona. Right, I'm comfortable with who I am, right? When you have to be at home, you know, or at least try to be at home. <laughs> I mean, we should be at home, right? Time. That's <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you if you if you're still listening, please stay at home. Wear your mask if you do go out. Use hand sanitizer, and do not get in groups of over six people. Yes, practice social distancing. <laughs> um, no, but no, I, I mean, you know, it's it's. It's interesting, right? How like, how do you, right? And and you know, for folks, you know, I think you brought it up earlier, Susie. Like, it's it's Latino Heritage Month. Like, how do you do it? How do you celebrate Latino Heritage Month, right? During a pandemic, right? How do you how do you just you know comfortable with your skin, with who you are, right? And 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 again, you y'all nailed it. I, I think y'all bring bring up good point, you know, which is loving yourself. And, and and by loving yourself, right, and your identity, then you won't be going out and and trying to hurt other people who aren't you, right? So I, I think that's I don't know. I, I think that's everybody's homework. If you're listening, let, let's let's try to figure out how do we love each other, and how do you share love? Definitely trying to figure out something creative you can do on the side. Aside, you know, as a, like a hobby or just this activity you can do on yourself, just to take your mind off of the current situation that we are in. Um, either be that either some sort of art or puzzle piece you might want to put together that's been sitting there that you haven't done. <laughs> so, look a little activity that gets your mind off the current situation that we're all in. Mm-hmm. And that's why I appreciate working with both of you, David and Leo, for like creating, you know, the space. I think you know being able to like uh, talk to other two people about what's going on. Cause I feel like when everything happened with COVID and I wasn't home, you know, from work and stuff, because again, uh, the school shut down, like it was just very easy to just get caught up with social media, right. And get caught up with your phone and then get stressed out about everything that's going on, which I think, yeah, it's stressful as fuck, right? Like everything that's going on, whether it's like, you look one way, something's happening. You look another way, like another community is being attacked, right? You look another way, like the elections are coming up and uh, you're stressed out whether to vote for one evil or the second evil, you know? And like, so it's just, uh, it's very stressful. And I think um, that's why like creating this space with y'all, you know, has been what, uh, you know, I think the way I practice some self-love, you know, just being able to talk and have these platicas with you both and, um, and just like, just, you know, learn from each other and hold each other accountable, right? Um, but definitely agree like how do we do that while practicing social distancing while like trying to 
release our anxiety from everything happening, right? So good question. Yep. And if, if you have, if you're listening and you have an answer, send us a DM, put it in the comments, let us know, right? How are, how are you practicing self-love during quarantine, right? Um, because you're right, you know, there's, there's a lot of things going on in the neighborhood. Um, and it's just like, how do you deal with it? You know, uh, to be quite honest with both of y'all, it's like, at some point I'm like, shoot, like, what do I prioritize? Do I prioritize work, right? And focus, you know, 100% with my kids, make sure that, you know, they're getting all the support and the best support or, or do I go out there and, and show up to the protest, right? Do I go out there and, and be an ally, right? As a Chicano and show up and say, Hey, we're here. We're supporting you. I'm right by your side. Right. So it's like, I don't know. It's, it's just, it's, it's hard. It's crazy. And I think the best thing that I could have ever done is work on this Chimali, right? Which is what Leo just, you know, you got to pick up something, right? You got to, whether it's a drawing, a puzzle, whatever it is, you know, you got to pick up something because it definitely does help you de-stress. And, and I mean, in my case, it, it, it did that, but, you know, to some extent, it also helped me reconnect. And I was like, man, this is dope. I, I hadn't done this in like years. It had been years since I had picked up the pencil and, and actually started drawing alone right but let alone painting i had never painted like that before so it's like it was the first time and you know i'm really happy about it so definitely definitely uh self-love during quarantine and finding new ways to do it um and finding finding out who you are right finding out your identity uh and it's it's a it's a long process you know it's not something that you're going to find out from one day to the next it's not something that you're going to identify right away um you know it took the three of us uh, some time and and Leo, I think you you talked about it like you you're still not sure you know how to identify, right? So it's like I'm telling y'all it's 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 quite a process, but through that process we gotta understand that we can't hurt other people, right? So just as much as we want to find out who we are, right? We we have to acknowledge and accept everybody else for for their identity too. So so we appreciate everyone listening. Um... Thank you for listening to our thoughts and experiences. Um, and David, you hit it right on the note, right? Like how do we just make, again, using this time that we have uh, to learn about who we are and how we identify, uh, but at the same time without hurting other people, right? So thank you, David, for, for sharing that. And without, please make sure that you are following us on Instagram. Um, and be on the lookout for our next, our next release, our next talk, um, because we have a lot to say, right? We have a lot of topics coming up for y'all, and we hope that you're excited as much as we are. Um, but we just appreciate all the love and all the, um, and just the respect that you have. And uh, just again, just thank you for showing up, and thank you, David and Leo, for uh, for sharing your experiences and uh, sharing your thoughts with us. I'll just say, stay safe, everyone, and remember to put down that mask, social distance. Take care. Thank you all again from the bottom of, of our corazoncitos. Appreciate you all, every single one of y'all. Take care. And well, you'll hear us next time. Peace out. Mm-hmm.